Hey, hey, welcome back to our podcast. We are so excited to be here with you today. Um, as you guys know, if you're watching on YouTube, I just wanted to let you know we did rebranding. So you're going to see a whole bunch of new graphics, a new name, um, and a lot of new things coming. So stay tuned. But um, we are so excited to be here. Happy Monday, the beginning of the week. How are you, Sarah? So good. So, so good. Awesome. I love it so much. Um, and today we want to talk about the topic, rich or happy. Mm -hmm. I love this topic. So, um, you know, you hear a lot of people say, I'd rather be happy than rich. Right. And so Rich Dad Poor Dad talks about this in his book, um, Guide to Investing. And he talks about, and, and, and I can relate to this because he talks about, you know, being rich and poor in, in both financial positions. And I can tell you that when you have no money and you just say you want to be happy uh, with money, I, I am happier. Like I am happier with money because I have opportunities and I have, you know, security. And, and, and a lot of people, um, you know, they, they choose between happiness and being rich. Right. And so when, when people are, are saying, I'd rather be happy than rich, they're saying, I'd rather feel secure and comfortable than be rich. Because when you're, when you're insecure and uncomfortable, they're not happy. Mm -hmm. So when I was, you know, I was, so I put on my Christmas tree this weekend and I feel great. Like Donnie and I were talking about Christmas and this year we're just, we're choosing not to purchase uh, for each other because we just buy stuff when we want it. Right. Like we're, we're at that position, but in 2019, when we couldn't afford to even like eat healthy meals and like do groceries and, and we were bouncing checks like crazy, we were, we were unha unhappy. And so like Christmas in 2019 was depressing. And so this year we did it and it's, it's fun and it's magical. It really is. And I think the big thing with money is that you still have to have the mindset with the money because you can have all the money in the world and still be unhappy, right? Yeah. So it's what it is that you're doing. And I love that you just said that, Sarah, because Will and I um, feel the same way. We're like, what? whatever we need, we just go and get, right? Mm -hmm. But it's that thing where when you have the money and you have the options and, we, and you have you know, money to actually use, you know yourself that you have the power to choose what you use that on. Yeah. But just because you have it doesn't make you happy, right? And it, it it's not where people are like, I want to be rich so I can be happy. There's so many people out there that are rich and unhappy. It's not that you want to be rich just to have a shit ton of money. People want to be wealthy because... The money is what gives the things in life that you want, right? And gives you the opportunities to give back. Like everybody says, I want to give back and I want to do charity and I want to open rescues and I want to help the seniors and I want to help the vets. Well, money helps you do that. Yeah. And and you're absolutely right. Like money does not make you happy. And, and there is some truth in that, right? But, you know, have you ever found five bucks when you're doing laundry? Like that makes me happy when I find five bucks. Right. It's not a lot, but it makes you feel happy. It makes you feel 
great finding it. Doesn't receiving checks in the mail make you feel better than receiving bills that you have to pay in the mail? Mm -hmm. Right? Like that's the mindset around it. So I feel you, you need to feel happy when it comes. And you need to be thankful when you have the money to let it go. Mm -hmm. And I love that because when I, like, I've been in a tough place where I've had to really, really budget. I've never, um, I'm grateful to say that I've never been in a place where I was like, had no money at all. Like I always had something for me, but I feel like when you, when you have the big dreams and the big goals and you have you know, money to spend and you start seeing things happen and you're bringing in an income and you get to now choose in other ways to spend it on yourself maybe for once. But the thing that I do now with having an abundance of money and having a money abundant mindset is whenever I receive money, I thank it. And whenever I use money and, and um, purchase something or give money to somebody, I thank it as well. Because it's always a, it's like a revolving door. It's always coming and going, right? Always coming and going. So I always, always thank it. Um, and I always appreciate money. I don't, I don't look at it in a negative way anymore um, at all. Like money is money. And a really cool thing too that um, I started doing is whenever I see money on the ground when I'm walking, even if it's literally a dime, I'll pick it up and I'll say, thank you. Yeah. Because that's the universe giving you money. Like that's yeah. money coming into your path. And if you walk past it and you're like, oh my God, it's 10 cents. I don't need that. You that's know, I, this reminds me of something. I worked with a guy who's a young guy back when I was in college and he would pick up all the loose change that he found. And he ended up buying a house. He saved all of his loose change and he was able to buy a house from it. Crazy, right? Yeah. So don't pass that by. You know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad talks about the, you know, three fundamental reasons or choices um, for when it comes to like investing, right? And whether it's investing in, in real estate, yourself, personal development, school, whatever it is. One is to be the top three are secure, comfortable, or rich. And all three of these are important. But when it comes, most people put security as first. So having a job, right? Having a job that provides benefits and pension, that's secure. And then comfort and then, and then rich, right? So uh, ha have a secure job or, or profession, that provides that comfortable lifestyle where you're just, you know, going out, going to work every day, getting up, paying your bills, you know, maybe you have a little bit of savings account. And then um, most people, and then the third is rich, right? For the last, people put rich last. And for the most people, they dream of becoming rich, but it'll never be their first choice. Because to be rich, it takes a different mindset. And people think of rich as a dirty word, right? That's a belief. If you believe that the rich people have better tax advantages or they get they get better everything, that's not the case. That is a belief that that has been instilled in you. Mm -hmm. And you can't have an abundance and scarcity mindset at the same time. So you can't think of I want to be rich and then talk negatively about those who have the money. 
doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. Absolutely, Sarah. And I think that's like a that's a huge thing to hit on is like rich being a dirty word, right? A lot of people think of having a lot of money or not having it, but just wanting a lot of money, like wanting to be wealthy. People say like, why would you want more than you have? You're already doing good. Don't be greedy. That is a paradigm that a lot of people have that most of honestly society has in a whole, but there's so like, there's different kinds of rich and everybody can see it. There's kinds of rich like, um, well, I can't think of his name now. Um, Miss Doubtfire. What's that guy's name? Robin Williams. Robin Williams. <laughs> yes. I couldn't think of his name. He had so much money and he he died because he was unhappy. Yeah. Right? There's there's people out there that are so wealthy and you couldn't tell them different from a normal person walking down the street going to a nine to five job because they don't flaunt it. They don't. They don't get a nasty ego. They don't get a big head on their shoulders to think, look at all the money I have. I'm going to show it off, right? There's different kinds. Just because you want to be rich or you want to have a lot of wealth doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And I want to say too, like how you just mentioned about people feel secure to have benefits. So I was off on mat leave with Noah, my first son. And while I was off, I was full time. So I had benefits while I was there. And while I was off through my whole mat leave, I had to continue to pay my benefits. And I didn't because I wasn't using them. And I thought I'm not going to pay for them if I'm not using them. Right. So when I decided not to go back to work, I had to pay those benefits back. It was like four grand of benefits out of my pocket for the year. And that was with my work paying some. Right. But that's what I still had to pay off my check. And I thought the only thing I use benefits for is like dental um, and massages, maybe medicine. But I I never I'm not sick. I'm not a sick person. I never, ever have a cold. So I usually don't use that. But I was thinking about it. And I think so many people have the mindset around you need to have a job with benefits because it's so good. Okay, there. Like I just said, I paid over four grand out of my pocket for benefits when the only thing I used was dental and a massage. Dental is a hundred bucks to clean your teeth and a massage is like 80 bucks for an hour. Yep. How often do you do that a year? Is it $4,000 out of your pocket to do that if you straight up paid it? Yep. No, right? It's It's crazy. It's just... Again, it is something that is provided for that security and that comfort. It's the comfort knowing that if you had to go to the doctor, you had that, right? But most people don't look at what comes off their check, right? So like I worked for the government and I had pension and I had benefits. I also had to pay union dues, right? So like my pay was not as much as like my fees were very high on what I paid on taxes and pension and, you know, on um, be- uh, benefits. I had to pay for my benefits because I wasn't full-time. I was part-time. So it, it does add up. And again, I'll never forget. Um, oh, I can't remember his name right now, but the guy from Shark Tank, he says, you know, uh, a salary. Kevin. Uh, yeah. Kevin. Uh, oh, what's his name? O'Leary. Kevin. O'Leary. He says a salary is something that they give you to kill your dreams. Right. So they give you like 
you're trading your time for money. Like, and I have a lot of conversations with, with people, money comes through your employee. It doesn't, it doesn't come from it. Like the money only comes from the mint. Like it's made at the mint. That's it. Even banks borrow money, right? They actually borrow your money to lend to other people, but we'll get into that later. Cause here we're talking about being rich or happy. And like, if you're miserable going to a job that you don't like, take a look at what your sit down and write out all of your fees and your expenses and the taxes and the benefits find all the receipts of when you've gone to you know the doctors and 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 the dentist and the eye doctor and write it all out because if you're earning your own money which guys it's less than a hundred years that we earned our own money less than a hundred years we've been working for somebody else right all the millions of years before then, we, the people, created our own money. We had barter and trade. We had blacksmiths and seamstress and grocery stores and farmers. Like it's literally less than 100 years that we've become compliant to work with other people. But you can see the tables turning now because now we've gone from the um, industrial revolution to the information revolution. Right. So now we have more at our fingertips. I had a conversation with somebody yesterday and they, they said, they said, uh, you know, they're, they couldn't make money and, and they wanted to do all this stuff online. I'm like, you know, there's like seven year olds out there making millions of dollars online. Mm -hmm. There are like 12 year olds that are cracking codes like crazy and creating video games. There are more people making more money than their parents are. Right. Because it's a different way of thinking. We live in a different age. And so for the most people, becoming rich disturbs their comfort or makes them feel insecure. So they will forsake becoming rich. They will suffer through that job. They will collect that tiny pay. They will wait for that pension. They would rather lose out on making memories with, with family and friends and choose working overtime. Because people who make security and comfort their first and second choices look for ways to get rich quick that are easy, risk-free, and comfortable, right? So I, I get a lot of people, I talk to a lot of people get into network marketing. They're like, oh, I'm just going to get into network marketing, but they don't do anything with it. They just sign up and they just expect the money to come. Network marketing is a, a business where you, you literally are pounding the, I want to say the pavement, but it's all online now. So you mm -hmm. have to have that mindset to go out and get, you have to get your clients. Yeah, it's crazy. And like I said to you, or like you just said, Sarah, how people would rather, like people are trading their time for money. If you sit down and you actually evaluate your day and where your time is going and how much you're actually making versus spending, you're going to, you're going to probably see that you're cutting close to cutting even, if not being in yep. the negatives. Yeah. Like with, with, just my attitude and the person that I am and my mindset now and the way that I speak and the way that I say things, as you know, I've lived with my parents for the last year while we built our house. So like, just like when you're around people, you, you start to bring on how they are. Well, because I am the way that I am now and my, my mindset's completely different from when I was with my parents living with them before all the time they're saying things that I say, like, I got to think positive or like they're seeing things in a different perspective about going to that job that they don't like. 
and especially my sister. And I said to her, cause she, she I think it's just so different because I'm living the life of the life I'm creating where I like, we always talk about if you don't step out and do something different, you're going to do the same thing your mom did, your dad did, your grandparents did. So that was my life. I stepped out of that and I'm doing something different. So my perspective now is different. My sister is doing exactly what I was doing, exactly how we were brought up. Get a job. Don't you ever call in. If they call you for overtime, you go. Like, that's how I was brought up. You never say no to a shift. Okay? So my sister this summer, this was my second summer not being told what to do from an employer. This is my second summer working for myself. So I was at everything. I never missed anything. I was at the birthday parties. I was at the pool parties. I was able to have communication on my phone because that's the beautiful thing of being an entrepreneur and having your own thing is you can do it remotely, right? So I was at these things. My sister almost missed her son's first birthday because she had to go to work. And because I've been hanging around with her, because I don't like have somebody telling me what to do with my time and I can do more with family, I've been kind of rubbing off on her. And she's like, I'm not going to work on my birthday. She was going to switch her son's whole birthday around so she can go work one shift and make $150. Mm -hmm. And I was like, $150 now? is really nothing. It's like five, five, five bags of groceries is $200. (laughs) Three bags of groceries is $150. So I'm like, why? Like when you're not there anymore, if you were to get hit by a bus tomorrow and not go back to that employer, do you really think they're going to give a shit? They're going to mourn your loss for a week and then boom, someone's in there replacing you before your funeral. Like not even, not like, even. not even like, like how <laughs> when I worked for, I lit, I was literally a number. Like, honestly, I was literally a number. When I logged in at work, I had to input numbers, I inputted a number to open the door, I inputted a number to get on the computer. My paycheck was numbers. Like, like every time I called in, every time I called in to do like, um, if there was like a, a technical issue, I called in, they'd ask me my badge number. I didn't even have a name. name. Yeah. I was literally a number. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, they're not going to care. I'm just going to be one number ticked off in their database. So like, why don't I just live my life? We were not put here to work for other people. Like that, that's not why you won the lottery of life. Like you chose to be here to be happy. Right. And yes, it does take trial and error and it, it takes taking risks. Right. You guys, if you haven't read uh, rich dad, poor dad, highly recommend it. I'm reading the one that's guide to investing. And I haven't really read the first book yet, but I just started on this book, but he talks about his rich dad and his poor dad and his poor dad is actually his father. And his father was a government worker, worked diligently, went to school ingrained in him that he had to go to school, get an education, serve his country, get a job, you know, collect his, 
his minimal pay. And so when he was 25 years old and he went to see his best friend at 25 years old, who is now a multimillionaire living in this mansion, he was wondering like, okay, what's the difference? Like I'm educated. I serve my country. I did everything that my poor dad told me. And rich dad said, you know, who had, who had no money. He literally had no money when he started. And he states here that, um, you, you have to, uh, begin investing, even if you don't have, have the money, right? So finding ways. So he found a way to purchase businesses, land assets with little money. And so Robert invested his $3,000 that he had saved and followed in rich dad's footsteps. Because yes, it is, you have to make short-term sacrifices for long-term gains. So I'm investing in real estate and, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who also invests and she asked me this weekend, she's like, Sarah, what do you want? Like, do you want to have money now? And that, do you want to have a certain amount of money coming in now and then have a certain amount of money in 25 years? Or would you rather have a little bit of money now and have a bigger return in 25 years? Like, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen in 25 years. I want the money now because I want to enjoy life and I want to buy a boat and I want to travel. I want the passive income now, not for 25 years. But her goal is going to be different from my goal because I don't have children. Right? So her, her 25 year vision is different because she's creating a foundation that she's going to pass on to her kids and her kids are going to pass on to her grandkids. Me, I'm just creating a legacy. That's mm -hmm. it. I'm going to leave it all to my dogs. <laughs> I love it. But it's the truth, right? And it's it's the same that we talk about every day. Who you follow and who you look up to and who you watch is exactly what you're going to do. So if you want to be successful, follow somebody that's being successful, doing what it is that you love to do and duplicate it. And I don't want to be like all your parents are shit, but... If your parents are struggling right now and they don't know what they're going to do for retirement and they're 50 and they're concerned and you're still doing what they're telling you to do, which is exactly what they did, you're going to find you're going to find that you're going to be exactly where they are right now, not knowing and, what to do for retirement. And you're going to have an added expense because you're going to take them on. Right. Because that's what we do. Our parents raise us and then we raise them mm -hmm. till the end. Right. So do thing. you have do you have the expense right now to feed another mouth to get medication for another person? Right. Yeah. To drive them around. Yeah. Here's the thing. The rich don't work for money. Once you understand that, once you understand how income tax works, rich people don't draw income right? They know how to have money work for them. Yeah. Because they put their money in assets and things that hold their value. And they take risks, yeah. calculated risks, right? Yeah. And the bigger the risk, the bigger the return. But you have to do your research. You need to be educated on how to do it, right? Because people, there are a lot of rich people out there like, so like there's doctors and lawyers, all these rich people, but they're still broke. Like I talked to lawyers who are still broke yet. Their hourly wage is like $500 an hour, right? Because it is, 
it's a tool and you need to learn how to use a tool. You need to read the manual and figure it out and figure out how it works. Yeah. There's a lot of rich people out there that went broke. Look at Will Smith, right? Will Smith went like bankrupt during the height of his career, which was uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And he talks about it. And he talks about how he had to learn how to make money work for him. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, right? Is he learned how to make money work for him. And now that's what he does, right? His yeah. money's working for him. There's and a lot of broke celebrities. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like even people that are rich aren't happy. So it's completely, where is your mindset in regards to money? Like, what is money going to do for you? Is it going to make you happy? Is it going to give you an ego? Like that all comes with a mindset. And the level of success also comes with a different level of you. Because there's no way that you can be 10, 20, 50, 1,000 times more than you are right now with the same version of yourself. And that's what Sarah means when she says you have to take a risk. You have to do something different to get different results. So if you're not rich and you don't change anything, you're not going to be rich, right? If you yeah. want to be wealthy and you have a passion, take the risk and jump and do it. Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing. We go day to day not knowing the outcome of anything we do, but we make decisions every single day, all day. So when it comes to making a decision that is scary, that's a risk, that's different than something you've never done, you're always going to get that fear. You're always going to get, oh my God, what's going to happen? Like the anxiety, like you can feel yourself getting excited and anxious and oh my God, but take the jump, take the risk. But you have to have the mindset. You have to be mentally prepared to actually start in investing, right? Yeah. So you need to create your plan. You need to put it on paper. Okay. What's the, what's the overall goal and work your way backwards. So where do you want to see yourself in 25 years and then work backwards and take chunks out and write down, if you're not writing down, like how much money you're making, how much money's going out, you need to start working on that too. Mm -hmm. That was probably the best advice I, I got was, okay, you have all these properties now. How much are you spending in property taxes and repairs and things like that? Is the property making you money or is it yeah. just making you equity? Both are good, right? But it depends. Do you want equity where it's going to appreciate over the 25 years or do you want passive income now that you can use over the next 25 years? Yeah. And that's a whole skill on itself. And like I said, we're, we just rebranded. There's a lot of stuff coming. Sarah is going to be talking everything money. So um, if you guys have been excited about listening to us in the past, you're going to even be more excited now because this is huge. Everybody needs money in their life. And I don't know about you, but I want to know all that I can about money because that's the world, right? So um, stay tuned. Did you have anything else you wanted to say, Sarah? 
just that like, I would really like for you to write down what you're bringing in and what's going out. So like the cost of your gas to get there, are you eating out when you're, when you're there? What are the groceries costing you in daycare and your insurance? Like really writing down everything. Because if you, if you take that and you um, compare it to what you're bringing in, It'll actually give you the cost per hour that you're earning. So we did this when Donnie wanted was like back and forth of leaving his job. We did this and it turned out he was making $7 an hour. Like it did, didn't make sense. That was below poverty. It made more sense to keep that seven bucks in our pocket. Mm -hmm. So we brought him home and it was the best thing that ever happened because now he's doing what he loves to do and living his dream. Mm hmm. And that's the thing, right? If you're ready and you're serious about making a decision to change your life, you have to write it down. Like get everything in your head, all the thoughts that you're thinking, all the numbers you're thinking and put them on paper because we are visual creatures. We like to see what's happening. So if you write it all down, you'll be able to see this is where my money's going. This is what's coming. This is all my expenses. And it gives you just like a quick reality snap in the mindset to think, holy shit, like I've been trading the last 20 years of my life to make eight hours an hour, right? Eight dollars so an hour? Yeah. yeah. So sorry, what did I say? <laughs> you said eight hours, eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> eight dollars an hour. So write it down, like Sarah said, put it on paper, figure it out. And if it makes sense to be where you are and you love it, we're not saying change it. Yeah. But if you're in a place that you want to change and you're not happy, like we said, we're not put on this world. We're not put in this earth to, to like literally work and die. We're here yeah. to experience the best life that we can. So, and this is, this is just educational. We're not financial advisors. Like you should definitely talk to a financial advisor or a bookkeeper. This is just what we've learned along the way. So this should not be taken as financial advice. Um, it's just quick tips that we are sharing on our journey to financial freedom. Absolutely. And if you want to hear all of the tricks and tips and all the things that we're going to bring to you, um, continue to tune in every Monday and Thursday um, and uh, also on our YouTube channel as well. So our podcast on, I think, almost every platform and then YouTube channel as well. So um, we love talking with you guys. We love that we're bringing a whole new everything to you. So stay tuned in and have an absolutely amazing day. Have an amazing week and we'll be back with you on Thursday. Bye. Bye.